Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast. This week, Jeremiah and Bianca Stingo are having a conversation about becoming an effective leader, as well as how to develop others into strong, confident leaders. Within the notes for this episode, you will find a discussion guide so you can listen with your leaders to spark dynamic growth within your team. Are you ready to grow your leadership? Let's join this conversation with Jeremiah and Bianca. Hey everyone, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast where we are developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Bianca. My name is Jeremiah and today we're going to be talking about delegated authority. Delegated authority. Now, I, I think there's one of my favorite stories of all of our leadership you know, experience was a young man named Chris, who was a part of our student ministry when we were student pastors. And he was just a fantastic young man, uh, loved the Lord, was just serving all the time, just super involved. And we noticed that, you know, he had some interest in the way we were making our videos and our graphics and stuff. It was just one of those things that you could see he had a passion for it. And so there was just one time where I just said, hey, you know, would you like to be a part of creating these videos? Would you like to be part of our media? team and he expressed interest and you know he started to kind of work with some of the equipment we had at the church he would be making these things and man eventually I just said you know what if I purchased a computer for you and a keyboard and a, a, a camcorder you know do you think that you would take it home and like make our videos because you know sometimes these videos take a long time to render and stuff and and sure enough man we did that and he just continued to just flourish and grow and actually when he graduated from high school what we what we call big church you know like, like the adult service basically like took him from us you yeah. know because <laughs> he had he had now gotten to the level of skill yeah. to where now they actually offered him a full-time job to be on staff at the church as one of the video editors. Yeah. And it was just such a great story of when you get a chance to delegate to someone the authority to accomplish something and watching them just run with it. That's so good. That's so good. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we as leaders can delegate this authority because it really will allow us to have zero limits yes. on our reach, our yes. potential, and our effectiveness. And so if you're writing some of these things down, I really want you to grab this first thing right here, and that is delegation is the vehicle of multiplication. Yes, that's when, good. When you... When you delegate authority to people, and we're talking about delegating authority, not tasks. Yes. We're, we're not just saying, hey, we just want you to do this right here. This yes. one specific task, this is your task, and we're just going to delegate this to you. We actually want to empower people. Yes. And so that's why I love telling that story about Chris is because we empowered him with the authority to be able to really create. And man, he went outside yes. the box. He got creative. He did these things. And he was empowered where he felt like, man, they trust me with this. And now I can kind of run with it. And yes. man, it multiplied. Yes. And so it's, it's how you as a leader really multiply yourselves in the lives of other people is by delegating them authority. Yeah. As soon as you can find somebody that has a passion and a desire and a willingness and you give it to them, it's amazing how it just frees you up to now do something else. But even more so, when you have somebody that has that capacity, it's incredible how God will stretch them and use them and they take it way further than you yes. ever could. And so seeing that in Chris was incredible to see him evolve as a leader in his skill level, in his faithfulness level. It was incredible and that just multiplied our efforts. I think I've heard it said before that you should delegate a task or authority to someone who can do it about 50% as good as what you could do it. That's good. 
a lot of times I think we're prevented from delegating because we think, well, it's going to, the quality level might go down a little bit, but you got to understand the multiplication factor mm. is such a huge effect that yeah. if they could do it 50% as good as you, it's yeah. time to delegate. It's time to delegate. And that's, that's going to allow us to really rethink. We can't lean on perfectionism. I'm, oh, it has to be a certain way. Cause here's the thing. They may break the script and as long as they can do it 50% at our level, watch them do it so much better because it's in their hands and they have all of this creative space to take what you've given them and really run with it. Whereas we might've only been able to walk in that area. So good. And it takes some time. It takes some time to, to, to delegate authority yes. because you're, you're laying a foundation. It's it's day after day. It's week after week and creating these systems and following up. But once you're able to really give it away, yes. man, it really helps the organization overall grow. Yes. Another thing is that authority is given, not taken. Mm. And that's why we're really talking about delegating authority and not tasks because this is something that someone with authority must give away. That's good. And so if we can't walk around thinking, oh, well, I just see this, so I'm just going to take it. I think there's something about taking initiative to do a task. However, when it comes to authority, that's, that's from the top down and it's given to us. But once it's given, that person should have that confidence and that freedom saying, I'm not even operating in my own strength or my own authority. Now I have now been delegated this and I need to take it seriously and I can really make a difference, but I can walk in confidence, you know, knowing that it's been given to me. And Jesus did this. He gave authority away. He gave it away to his disciples. He sent out the 72. In fact, I want to read a passage in Luke chapter 10, verse one. It says, after the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him, to every town and place where he was about to go. That's good. So Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to get there at some point, but I'm going to go ahead and send you guys to go ahead of me and I'm delegating authority. And in verse 19, it says, I have given you authority. And he starts sharing all of these different things that they're in authority over. That's good. And so that was just powerful as a, a uh, an example that Jesus gives us so we as leaders can also give authority away. And so a good leader sees those that can handle more. And that's what Jesus did. And he gave it away. So I want to talk really quickly about who do you delegate authority to? Because we want to choose people wisely and we want to be able to maximize our time because I know in ministry, there are times or even in any organization, there are some people that are just ready. They're yeah. ripe. They can handle that authority, but we want to be very wise and steward this well. So who do you give authority to? The first one is leaders who are faithful. That's good. Leaders that are there. Yes. Leaders that are making a difference. Leaders that are present. Leaders that show up. They're there. They're on time. They 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 don't necessarily have all the talent in the world. But here's the thing: faithfulness goes so much further than talent. Yes. Can I tell you that's what because talent is one of those things. It's sparkly, it's it's eye-catching, and people are drawn to talent. However, people with talent and no character, mm. they leave leaders insecure. Cause, yeah. And I've, I've had that. I've, I've been drawn to people that, man, they're really good at this. And then it's like, ooh, why didn't they show up to this? Yeah. Why are they so late? Oh, they said they're going to be there. And then they call in and then they're not there. And it really can create this insecurity, this distrust of like, well, are they going to make it? Or I'd much rather have someone on my team that's faithful. It's like, I don't even question whether they're not going to be there. They're going to be there because they're always there because they're faithful. And so having, looking for those people that are faithful and then cupping that with their talent, it's incredible about what can happen once you have those two things in existence. And I think it's important because whoever we pos position in authority 
are, are people that we say, hey, be like them, emulate them. Yes. They're modeling character for you. And if someone isn't proven to be faithful, mm. then you're not going to find that kind of person who's really got that character that's going to be able to lead well. Right. In fact, Paul told Timothy this. He said, hey, find faithful men and entrust them with the authority. Yeah. Find faithful men. That was the qualification of that. And I think it's so important because realistically, you said it so well, that, that talent can be flashy. It could be, it could be sparkly. It could, it could have all the feels and people would be like, oh, they're a natural whatever. Mm. But if you've not seen their faithfulness, mm. if they've not been tested in the reality of what's going to happen, that can hurt you as a leader long term. And then you've got to explain to the, the faithful people who have been around, well, it didn't work out with them, but we're still going to go. And man, you're, you're, you're saving yourself so much work on the back end. Yes. I think the second thing, if we're talking about these qualifications or these things to look in, who to delegate to, mm-hmm. is delegate authority to people who are loyal. Yes. Leaders who are loyal. Yeah. Who's, who's with you? Yeah. There's a story in the Old Testament. There's a man named Jonathan. And he has an armor bearer who's going to go with him to attack a Philistine outpost, an enemy encampment. And the armor bearer says to him, I'm with you, heart and soul. Look at that. And I love, I love how he, he, he expressed this loyalty he has. Hey, your vision, I'm with you, man. I am totally there with you. And that's who you're looking for. You're looking for people who you always feel like are leaning in in meetings. They're smiling. They're making eye contact. They're the kind of people who follow up with you to ask questions after the meeting and say, hey, I was a little unclear with this. Could you tell me a little bit more about this? Because they're just so with you. Yes. They got that loyalty factor. Yes. And you can see it. It's obvious. Another thing, another leader that you can delegate authority to are leaders who encourage. That's so good. So looking for those people, and it's really easy for this one because you just like being around them because they're people builders. Yes. They build with their words. They're not people that tear others down or they don't gossip or they're not negative all the time. Instead, they just, they're so encouraging. They ooze, they overflow with encouragement. And that is such an important type of person to delegate authority to because it really does affect the energy and the overall team morale if there is a person that's always building people up and we're not talking about someone who flatters or is just throwing compliments around just to to be no someone who genuinely and here's the heart of it they they genuinely care for people that's right so when you genuinely care for people it just comes out and then you just encourage so that's the type of person that you would want to delegate authority to someone else is a leader who is joyful Yes. You want to delegate the authority to people who are full of joy. Yes. Not only not only do they have joy, but they they choose joy. Mm. You know, in every situation, a person can choose to have joy. Yeah. Or they could choose to have frustration. They could choose to have grumbling and moaning and complaining and all these other kind of things. Or you can have someone who just chooses joy. Joy doesn't depend on your outward circumstances. It could be a very difficult and stressful situation. You can still choose joy. And that's the kind of leaders you want to you want to delegate. You also want to delegate to people who who are enjoyable. Yes. That, that yes. When you have a joy about your life, there's something about you that becomes an enjoyable kind of a person to be around. And those are the kind of people you want to look for. Yes. And when you when you enjoy doing things, it makes it less like work. Yes. And it could be like 
these tasks don't seem very significant. However, because I enjoy the people I'm working with or my leader that's been given authority, it really does make what we're doing fun. Yes. And if you can have fun in what you're doing, I'm telling you, it energizes people. If your organization is not one of the best places people want to be a part of or they look forward to it, man, really look and see, do I have joyful people mm. in leadership positions. Yeah. If maybe if there's people that are just kind of like, hmm, you know, like Eeyore, you know, you may want to, you may want to reevaluate and say, oh man, they're really draining the energy yes. because it does add energy when you have someone who's joyful. And then the last leader to look for are people or leaders with the same culture. Mm. Now culture, it's what we value. It's our value system that we live out. And so looking for those people that just get you, they're there with you and they, they value the same things. And this is really important because when you find those types of people with the same culture, you're able to allow them to lead and you don't have to do a lot of talking. Does that make sense? Yes. There's not a ton of training. There's not a lot of, a, a lot of that stuff is ingrained in the person that just has the same culture because the truth is, is there are a lot of people out there, they have their own values. They have their own mindsets. They have their own agendas. And it's like, yeah, yours is kind of cool. I see what you're doing here at Living Water. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And I may dabble here and there, but I'm really about what I'm doing right yeah. here. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not necessarily someone you want to delegate authority to yes. because you'll have to do some back in fixing and changing if something is said and taught that just doesn't line up with your value system yes. and it's, it, it can kind of be a headache. But if you find someone with it, man, that'll take you a long way. The values that leaders have shape the entire organization. Entire organization. It's, it's the culture of everything yeah. is created by the values that leaders at every level model. Yeah. And so choosing those leaders carefully is so important. But I want to move on from who you should delegate to, to really how to go about delegating something, some authority to a leader. Like yes. what's the process of this? I believe there's really four steps of this. The very first one is to ask. Just find a leader that you've seen the qualifications for, yep. and then you go up to him and you say, hey, I see something in you, and I'd like to see if you would like to take this area right here yeah. and really give some strong leadership towards it. I want to empower you. I want to encourage you. I'll be alongside of you. I'll be, I'll be there to you know assist you. I'll answer questions with you. I'll develop you, but I just want to let you know that I see something in you would you come and would you follow me? It's right. Jesus did it. I mean, that's literally what he did. Come follow me. I'll equip you on the way, but just come and follow me. And you got to ask, first of all, let first me, of all, you just ask them. Let me ask you a question. Cause I know there's some people that feel like, well, who am I to ask someone? And I, oh, I don't want to bother someone. What would you say to that kind of leader? You're giving someone a, a life changing opportunity. There you go. They get to be a part of something that is just unreal. And so when you're asking them, I think you, you, you bring the vision into it, which really yeah. leads into number two here yeah. is to drip vision. So after you ask them, then begin to drip vision. Remember yeah. last season, we talked about vision dripping rather than vision casting, right? Vision casting kind of says, Hey, once a year, I'm going to do this big vision thing. And that's all I'm going to talk about vision. Well, it's more effectively when you drip it to people all the time, constantly just dripping the vision to people. Yeah. Well, when you ask them to be a part of it, you want to start with the why and not with the what. You don't right. want to just start with what specifically we're going to talk about here. You want to talk about the why that they could be a part of this. Right. 
that vision behind it, something that's going to get them excited, something that's going to motivate them, yes. something that's really going to get down deep in them. So as we lead in the local church, you know, one of the things is we, we've got teams of people, dream teams of people who maybe serve as, as like greeters at the front door or host inside their parking lot team. And what we say is we say that the sermon the, the message that we're going to deliver that day, it begins when people drive into our parking lot. That's right. It begins with the cleanliness of our parking lot. All the trash is picked up. Mm -hmm. It begins with the, the people who are out there waving at people as they come in. Mm -hmm. And man, they're experiencing this warmth and this friendliness. And when they walk in the front doors, we're greeting them. They're yeah. new. Like, oh, you got kids. Let me escort you over to the kids area over here. And every single step of the way, as people are interacting with them, all of a sudden they're like, wow. These people love me. Yeah. They care about me. Yeah. They're genuinely interested in me. They're glad I'm here. And then by the time they hear the message and they get an opportunity to receive Jesus, they're like, yeah, sign me up. Whatever you, whatever, whatever it is you're doing, I want to be a part of it because what you've created here has been amazing. And when yeah. you when you drip vision like that to somebody mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is what we want you to be a part of. You want to be a part of changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean, it's so exciting for somebody to be a part of. Yeah. And your job and your area, it doesn't have to be a glamorous area. Yeah. It can be a very simple area, but it has such eternal impact with yes. what you're doing. So if you're on the tech team, you're not asking someone, can you come push a button? In fact, yes. you wait. You, it's like, uh, you're, they're not just running lights. In fact, you wait till you share the yes. why it's it's you're a part of this worship experience and people are going to get to feel God in the presence of God as the worship is going and as the 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 sermons being preached and all of these things and and we get to be a part of that would you join me would you do this yes. thing this is what it requires because in the end, yeah, there is some logistics that we're asking people to do. We're asking them to show up at 6.30 on one of their days off and the sun hasn't even come out, yeah. okay? So it, this is where it's really important. We as leaders have to shift our mind saying, oh, I'm asking someone to do something. That's right. I'm just making them do work. No, 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 no. We're, we're really giving people an opportunity to, because I know how I feel when I know that people's lives have been changed and I was a part of that. I sewed into that. I My hands touched those projects. I I feel so alive and that's what we were created to do was make a difference in other people's lives yeah. spend our lives making a difference and so when we let other people work that's how we need to think about yes. it instead of thinking oh i'm just asking them to do a task no i'm inviting you to make a difference in other people's lives if there's a lack of motivation that your team has it's yeah. because of a lack of vision that's it right vision there. is the thing that motivates people yes it, it gets them up in the morning it gets them excited about doing it it's like man i get to I get be a to. part of this. I don't have to. Right. And that's why we, we share with our dream teams how many salvations happened last week. Why? Because they need to know you weren't pushing a button. You were a part of those people getting saved. That's the thing. And so if you are seeing people less motivated, maybe they started on fire, but they might be acting a little burnt out. It's time for vision. Yes. It's time to drip that vision again. All right. The next thing that you want to do is communicate their authority to the team. This is really important. If you delegate authority to someone else, it's important to share that with the overall team so that they know, hey, I have entrusted this leadership to this person. That's good. So if they share something, just know that I trust them, I've chosen them, and it really goes a long way for the overall team to operate in a, a unity because some sometimes people are like, well, why is so-and-so doing this? And what? But if the leader says, 
I've delegated this authority. It really helps out. It keeps things clear and people understand, oh, I can look to this person as a leader in my life and I want to help out by by being a part of that and listening. So it's so important. And then lastly, inspect what you expect. Inspect what you expect. This is important because we may delegate some things to someone, but there's going to be a season of going back and checking. Did they do that? Did they do that? Not not being a helicopter leader, but more so letting them know, I'm here to support you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to get it right. I want you to win. Yes. And so following back around is like, okay, we did this training. We talked about this. All right, I'm coming back. I watched you for a little while. Now I'm going to, let. can I give you some feedback? This part was really great. This was really strong. Great job at this. Hey, what about, what do you think about when you do this? Could we tweak it? This is really important because this really keeps up with the spirit of everything. Yeah excellence and everything that we do and and it and we can do it in a way that it's a kind feedback a, a gentle tone uh and and the way that we handle that and it allows us to have the standard and execute things at a high level and uh keep keep moving forward and so make sure it, it inspect what you expect and i want to read this quote by ed young jr he says delegation without investigation is just relegation <laughs> he's so brilliant at his rhymes there but it's true don't don't, don't just delegate without investigating how are they doing yes and i've, I've, I've a real simple way that i've heard somebody say say this before is first of all when I'm delegated you watch me yes and then and then hey let's do it together and then and then you're going to do it and I'm going to watch yes it's it's a good kind of process to take people through because you just don't want to just throw people into it and say okay I delegate you some authority go for it right that's really scary. And they won't last. Yeah. They won't last. I've had that happen to me before. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm I doing. Know. You know, where's my help? And so being that that leader that's present is really helpful. And people like it. I, yeah. I kind of like that safety net where it's like, okay, I'm a little nervous. You're watching me now. But you, yeah. I watched you first. And now you're watching me. It's not me. micromanagement. No, it's not. It's, it's empowering people, training them effectively, giving them the confidence to say, okay, go for it. Right. Yes, and they they feel like okay, the training wheels are now off. Yes. but I I got to have some training wheels. Yes, and give your leaders that that season. So yes. I've enjoyed this conversation today. I hope that this is so helpful for some of you watching, and we hope that you delegate some authority this week because it's going to multiply your leadership. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comment, subscribe, share this, and and like this. We're so glad that you've joined us at the Leadership Lab, and we hope to see you next week.